Welcome to the Public Services Reform Podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Freitalingam and today I'm talking to Carol Propper and we're going to talk about some research she's done on the impact of children's dominant hand on their uh, cognitive development. Carol, why don't you start off by explaining what got you started on looking at this issue? Well, what got us started was that, I mean, historically being left-handed is associated with being um, different and possibly being having problems in life. So the whole idea of left-handed being a sinister hand is perhaps the most extreme. But there were a whole slew of studies in the 1960s which showed that people who were left-handed slept less well, performed less well, had a whole pile of problems. Then quite intriguingly, uh, in the last couple of years, there have been a couple of papers in the economics literature which have shown one for Britain and one for the US, which showed that men who were left-handed actually earned more in the labour market. And of course, there's this um, idea of the left-handed person as a genius, which is also another stereotype. So we were intrigued about these differences in views about left-handedness. And we have access to the Ausback survey, which asks children about their handedness. So we thought we'd have a look at the relationship between handedness and children's school performance. So you've got data on over 10,000 children uh, here in the Bristol area uh, and, and, and can look at uh, the, the data on their, on their handedness and then what outcomes they have later in their life during their, during their school career. That's right. We have the Ausback survey, which, which looks at over 10,000 kids in the Bristol area, asked parents detailed questions about the handedness of their children at about three and a half years, and then has measured that handedness at age seven in a clinic setting. And then the Ausback survey also records how those kids did at school. Most notably, they ask, they do an IQ test when the kids are about eight, then they have performance on the key stage one, which is done at age seven, the key stage 11 done at age, sorry, the key stage two done at age 11, and the key stage three tests done at age 14 as measures of scholastic performance. So what we looked at was the relationship between handedness measures and school performance at age uh, 11 and 14, because they're the closest that we have to perhaps entering the labour market. So what, what do your results show so far? Is, is left-handedness good for you or, or bad for you? It turns out the left-handedness is not good for you. Um, in our sample, left-handed children, who comprise about 10% of the sample, perform slightly less well at school than their right-handed counterparts. They, that difference between right- and left-handed children is actually pretty small but it's there statistically, but it's small and it doesn't increase over age. So essentially being left-handed on average is not worse for you. What is intriguing is that we find that the left-handed penalty comes amongst children whose scholastic performance is less good on average. So the left-handed penalty seems to be greatest for children who are struggling at school. So what, what do you think might be going on? Why, why might left-handedness be, have that kind of outcome in terms of cognitive development? Well, I think one of the problems is that you are left-handed in a right-handed world, and that's one of the things that children have to adapt to and might explain some of the early differences between left-handers and right-handers, that left-handers just have more adaption to do. And we observe that, interestingly, in that we 
Look also at children who have mixed-handedness. Now, mixed-handedness, as we define it, is the mothers are asked lots of questions about what hand a kid uses to brush their teeth, pick up a knife, uh, use um, play ball, and that's asked when the kids are about three and a half. And we have quite a lot of kids who, in the sample, who don't have a very fixed hand. They use one hand for one thing and one for another. And we classify those children as mixed. And we actually find that the biggest penalty actually occurs for those children who don't have that early certain hand early in life. So for mixed-handed children, there's also a cognitive penalty, if you like. And we think that may be one or of two things, or maybe more, but it might indicate that those children are, are slow developers. They don't get a hand for certain till, till later than others. And it might also um, indicate that they haven't had much opportunity to do lots of drawing and writing, so that they're kind of a little behind when they get to school. Whatever the reason, they, don't seem, they still seem to lag behind their counterparts all the way through up to age 14. And as I say, that lag is mainly for children who are mixed-handed at early age, rather than children who are just left-handed. So it's early days with these kids to see how their lives are going to turn out. They're doing their GCSEs this summer, I think, and we'll get those results. So you'll have more information on, on some of the outcomes. But I mean, the, the, these kind of results uh, are at odds in a way with those, uh, those uh, uh, findings you mentioned about left-handed men earning more, at least in the United States. What, what, what do you think that might, might be going on there? I think what might be going on is, I said that we found that the left-handed penalty occurs particularly amongst those people who are struggling most at school. Now, those people are less likely to be in the labour market than anyone else. So it may be that some of these studies of adults um, have a problem that they uh, face the problem of selection. It isn't a representative sample of all left-handeders. It's just a representative sample of left-handed workers. And some of those individuals are not working. This, this is a fascinating finding. We can all relate to it. We'll think about whether we're right or left-handed, whether our children are right or left-handed. Are, are there any policy implications you can take from it? Do you think there's some, something that we can, we can learn for educational policy or how we're raising our kids? I think the finding that we find that mixed-handed children, children who aren't very certain at um, an early age about their hand and that those children are struggling, is, is an easy policy hit in some ways. So schools could observe um, and administer these tests very easily when children arrive at school and identify those children who do seem to be mixed-handed in this sense and give them the extra help they perhaps need. Final question, Carol, where, where are you going to go with this? Are you going to take this further, follow these kids through uh, into, into the labour market, see what happens then? Oh, definitely. We're, we, we've, we've looked, we're going to be looking first at behavioural outcomes as well as cognitive outcomes, and then we're going to follow them through, look at their uh, GCSE performance, and then hopefully look at their labour market performance and see what happens. Carol Proper, thank you very much.